2: Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.
3: The 11 to 1 show.
2: They brought the glitz and glamour but mixed results for the Irish at last night's Oscars. Highlights on the way after Rick Astley. It's great to be back in the hot seat after some unexpected working from home last week. Lots of drama in our house. We had nightly vomit cleanups, trips to the doctor on call in the middle of the night. But thankfully for everybody's sanity, the antibiotic is well kicked in and little man is back to school. And I'm delighted to be back here with you. Speaking of drama lots of it at last night Oscars Uh, thankfully nobody was slapped but Hugh Grant wasn't his usual charming self on the red carpet more on that later on everything everywhere all at once of course the big winner best supporting actor best supporting actress best actress best editing best picture best screenplay best directors in there as well and I think a lot of the predictions that myself and Niall O'Brien made on Friday came true regards to that movie particularly no wins for the Banshees though which was very disappointing I thought the Banshees of Inisherin would at least get one of the gongs, or Colleen Kuhn as well. Disappointing, but we did kind of predict that on Friday that All Quiet on the Western Front would get it in that category. But the Northern Irish comedy drama, An Irish Goodbye, wins Best Live Action Short Film. So thrilled about this, and uh, we did kind of we, we we did have everything crossed for this particularly category on Friday, and we were delighted to have met the writers and directors. Tom Berkeley and Ross White they went uh, they came to Drogheda for the Boyne Valley International Film Festival last summer and we saw the movie it was screened there as well and it was lovely so that's my little tiny tiny connection (laughs) to the guys Uh, they they were here in Drogheda which was fantastic and what about that moment joined on stage by the stars uh, James Martin and Seamus O'Hara and James who we knew before the Oscars that uh, it was going to be a very special day for him it was his birthday yesterday and this incredible moment from the stage.
1: This award is actually the second most important thing about today because it's this man's birthday. (laughs) He's out here in Hollywood wearing a leopard print suit jacket. Uh, We'd love to use the rest of our time up here to sing for James. Happy Happy birthday. birthday.
2: imagine that on your birthday the glitterati of Hollywood's uh, tinseltown singing happy birthday to you as you collect an oscar i mean seriously that is really really incredible also have to mention the incredible team behind colleen kuhn i mean they really just have put the irish language on the map and uh, they they were phenomenal they really had to get to where they you know were in that category and You know, All Quartz on the Western Front is a very, very beautiful movie as well. There was a tough category to be in, but to have the Irish language up there and and be making its mark is incredible. And Colin Barade had this to say about the whole thing.
4: It's incredible. This is an historic day for Irish film. It's the first time an Irish language feature film has ever been nominated for the Academy Award. And we're all Irish speakers ourselves. And so it means a great deal to us that we're here with uh, Making History today.
2: Making History indeed. And of course, most of that shows in County Meath, which is brilliant to have the local connection with that as well. Now, who needs a little bit of Monday motivation, you know? It's a dreary, wet Monday and I just want to feel inspired. I want to feel inspired and I think Michelle Yao, best actress for every, everything, everywhere, all at once, is probably the woman to give it to us.
4: For all the little boys and girls who look like me watching tonight,
1: <laughs> this... It's a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell
0: you you are ever past your prime.
2: Oh, yeah. never Never give up. She's 62. She's 62 winning her first Oscar. Absolutely amazing. Does anyone else imagine winning an Oscar? You know, when you're watching the ceremony just me, is it? Well, I kid you not, I used to want to be an actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was younger. And of course, my parents are Irish. So they were like, what are you thinking? This is not a career. There's no money in it, you know. So I went into local radio where I make millions of euro. But anyway, as a kid, I used to imagine taking to that stage and doing a a speech and now as a 38 year old with absolutely no acting experience at all I still love to indulge in that fantasy so I close my eyes and I imagine and then I see you know there's Jamie Lee Curtis she's whipping she's whipping and hollering for me Meryl Streep oh she's so jealous that she's lost out to this unknown actress from Ireland you know this is what I do this is what I do when it's on and I just think Michelle Yeo has uh, you know inspired me to continue that (laughs) in my head of course in my head but there you go Oscars fantastic fantastic night of uh, just amazing sort of glitz and glam isn't it we like to feel like we're part of that world you can do that you can watch more uh, by the way online lmfm.ie and also uh, the the ceremony and the highlights and everything else will be shown on RTE today Keys Empire State of Mind and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, two Irish boys make an extraordinary discovery over the weekend on a beach in Donegal. More on that next.
3: The 11 to 1 show.
2: LMFM. Are you a health professional looking for a new opportunity? There's Tom Grennan, a little bit of love. Now, an extraordinary discovery was made over the weekend in Donegal. Two Irish boys discovered fossils that were older than the dinosaurs on a beach in Donegal this weekend. They are called Liam and Joseph McGonagall, taking a walk on Crute Island Beach with their folks when they found the remains. They first thought that they were bird dropping, so that'll give you an idea of sort of what the colour was like. Turns out... These are fossils, right, of a sea coral that's over 300 million years old. How do you even comprehend that this is like, I mean, when you find something like this and you think, oh, okay, it's just droppings. But then, like, do you investigate further? Like, they obviously did into this. Uh, That's, by the way, 100 million years before dinosaurs roamed the Earth. So they discovered this. Now, I don't know, is there a reward For these lads, you know, it's not the average beachcombing fodder that you would come across. Do you like when you find something like this, like a big discovery that means a lot for mankind and science and everything, life as we know it, all that. And you're contributing in a huge way when you discover something like this. Like, what do you what do you get in return? It's just like, oh, well done, lads. You know, a bit of a clap on the back. Fair play to you. Or do you get some sort of like monetary reward? I wonder. But there you go. They've discovered this sea coral over 300 million years old randomly on a beach in Donegal Fair play No matter what surprised I think everyone's surprised to hear that Ronan Keating has become a granddad. Mm. His son Jack has had his uh, first baby uh, baby daughter. On Thursday, and uh, a lot of people are surprised. He's very, very young. Isn't he very young, Granted? I'd say he'd be cool, Granted, though. I wonder would he sing, you know, if he's on babysitting duty, would he sing some of his own back catalogue to the child to get the child to sleep? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, best of luck. Congratulations. Welcome to the Sleepless Nights that will be inevitable for Jack in the future now a shed especially for women is being set up in trim I had to find out more we're going to be joined by the chairwoman the woman behind this uh, trims women's shed we're going to join Caroline Smith after these
3: the 11 to 1 show
2: You might have heard of a men's shed but now there's a shed for women opening up in Trim and initial efforts to get a women's shed up and running in the town were thwarted by the arrival of Covid but now three years on they are preparing to open the doors to new members. They're going to be holding enrolment dates on March 24th and 26th. Joining me now to tell us more is Chairperson of Trim Women's Sheds Caroline Smith. She's on the line. Caroline you're very welcome. Thank you, Sinead. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Now, I've heard of the men's shed, Caroline, but women's sheds, this is a relatively new concept. It's a sort of a similar thing, is it, to the men's shed?
4: Well, it is, yeah. But um, what we're doing here in Trim is that our membership is open to anybody over the age of eighteen, all women over the age of eighteen. And um, there's no no boundaries. You mm-hmm. can be eighteen to 118, whatever. Um, so basically, yeah, we kind of we've seen since COVID, like you know, um, isolation has played a huge part. Um, People don't really want to go out. Um, and actually, this all kind of really kicked off because um, I'm doing a women's development programme with the Family Resource Centre in Trim. So basically, that's two mornings a week on a Monday and a Wednesday. But we were just sitting chatting and it was like, you know, I don't know how we got onto the conversation of men's shed and we were kind of like, going, God, we'd a woman's shed. That'd yeah. be a great thing. And we were kind of saying, like, you know, yeah, we would do, you know, knitting, crocheting and all that, but we wanted to bring in so much more, like, you know, basic DIY art, um, interior decorating, kind of sewing, you know, cookery, cooking mm-hmm. on a budget, stuff like that. So just, yeah, kind of, we were just sitting chatting and then, you know, we did, we did have the men come in from the men's shed and talk to us about like, you know, the whole process of setting it up, like, you know, because we wanted it, to, we wanted it to be done properly. So we wanted it to be, you know, professional, but fun. Yeah. Um so, yeah, we've we approached the local councillors and we've, you know, approached the Family Resource Centre and they've kindly allowed us to use the bungalow here for, um, for our coffee mornings. Um, but, like, I have to say, hand on my heart, the local businesses in Trim and outside of Trim have been so, so supportive. We've been inundated with sponsorship and raffle prizes and, you know, so... It, That's amazing to see, yeah, completely, consi- considering
2: everything that businesses have gone through. And, and you know, absolutely. just uh, to, to circle back, because you mentioned a lot of things there that I want to touch on, but tell me about this women's development course, first of all, because you're, you're on this on a Monday
4: and a Wednesday. Is that what you said to me? Yeah, Monday and a Wednesday morning from 10 until half 12 at the Family Resource Centre. And, oh, it's been absolutely brilliant. We've done um, yoga, Pilates, mindfulness, dancing. Um, this morning, literally, I have just had reflexology. Oh, lovely. And I'm abs- I'm floating. So <laughs> I'm in a happy. Bu- I'm in a happy boat this morning. <laughs> what a way um, to start the
2: week! And and absolutely. why did you sign to, to to sign up to this, Caroline? Was it a way of kind of getting yourself back out there after COVID, or what? It, what what inspired you to sign up to this?
4: Well, you know, I have to say, it was my husband who sent me the link for it. Yeah. Um. So you know, it was from him. But yeah, it was like, it was just I suppose to get me out and about after COVID. The kids had gone back to school. Um so yeah it was it was it was something for me to have time for myself, and that 's what all the women here are doing like you know we have our own reasons for being here, but it 's like to get back out to meet people to learn new things, and basically to have time for ourselves, but not feel guilty about it. Oh,
2: Caroline, you, you <laughs> listen, tell me now, to, because I, I, I'm the same as yourself. You said the key word there, not feel guilty about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is kind of for yourselves. And, you know, like COVID, I mean, I, I found even within my own group of friends, I know particularly among older people, there has been that reluctance to kind of get out and socialise yeah. more. But even within my own friends, we kind of came, became, there's a little bit of, You know, the effort to go out, I suppose, is one thing. But also, like you say, that confidence again. And it's a sort of a strange world that we had to kind of tentatively come back into. So this is a great way of, like you say, getting women of all ages together. I love, by the way, as well, that you've decided to have it from 18 onwards. That's a great way of being all inclusive.
4: Absolutely, like you know, because COVID and the effects of COVID, but even like that isolation in general, it doesn't just affect a certain age group. Mm. You know, it affects so many people, and you know that's why we said, look, we will hopefully in our enrollment day we're going to have a suggestion box so yep. people can put in what they want, what they would actually like to see, so that we can facilitate. Sorry, different workshops for different age groups throughout. Like you know, like we're hoping to have it on two days a week, a morning and an evening. Um, just you know we know people work, so we mm. like to cater then for them in the evenings, and then, if there is a variety that wants to come out in the mornings, then that 's perfectly fine. but we do want it to be all inclusive We do want to um make sure that there's something for everybody in this day and age because like you know there's so many skills, but like even the amount of people who want to join who have a skill and they can yes. bring that skill to the to the shed so we 've had like you know makeup artists, beauty therapists um I think you had That's a jewellery right. artist as well, didn't you? We do. We mm. have a girl coming in to do jewellery making. We have sewing. We have, oh, so many different things. Um, and I love that. To, 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 Sorry, to
2: sort of share, the as you say, to share the talent within the group and then they will be members as well, which is which is a great idea. And I, I, I saw something as well which uh, piqued my interest, a book club.
4: A book club, yes. which would be a great idea, Caroline. Yes, we actually, we've started a book club from the Women's Development Group. Um, we're actually currently on our second book, I think. Uh, we actually need to meet and actually have a discussion about that one. But yeah, we do. We're looking to put um, some more books up there. Um, and actually, we linked in with the library because they have book club kits. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We never knew about. So um, we can get a number of books from them and then we can, you know, um, showcase them around and everybody can just pick a book at different times. Like, you know, Mm. you get the the kit for eight weeks. So there's so many options out there. It's just not even funny. It's like, you know, right now we're trying to work our schedule on what we, what is most wanted right now and then go from there. But we are hoping to like we have actually somebody as as well came on board and said she you know, she brings people on hikes. Oh fantastic. So you can do so, excursions as
2: well down the absolutely. line maybe in the summer or something. And and you had yes. a bucket collection over the weekend. How did that
4: go for you? It was it was good considering the rain. The rain was last, horrendous. Yes. Yeah. It didn't last as long as we would hoped because we d- we did get weather beaten so but no it was it was good. It was you know, we raised a bit of money and so we're hoping now we have um the raffle for both days, uh for both enrollment days, so we'll be selling tickets for those shortly. So
2: Yeah, and that's so they're happening on the twenty fourth and twenty sixth of March, so people can go along,
4: sign up, see what you're all about. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And there'll be goodies on the day and there will be raffles and um yeah, so we do have a few people coming in to showcase yeah. um, on the Friday and then in Knightsbrook then on the Sunday we might have a couple more. Um, that's, I think it's a bigger room. so. But yeah, absolutely. Everybody, welcome to come along. See what we're all about. Come and have a chat. Come and have a cup of tea. Come, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and what do you hope then that the shed will do
2: for the community and the wider community and, 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 and I suppose for the future of it? Well,
4: we know that the men's sheds are hugely successful and we would like to see this following through for the women's shed. And we know that um, Minister Humphreys has set up a fund for the women's shed. So we know we can see now that at a government level that, that everybody is seeing the importance of sheds like this, um, mm-hmm. community groups like this, that it is getting people out yeah. and developing your skills or learning new skills but it's all in a fun and safe
2: manner. Yeah, so, that's what it's all about. And coming together, coming together. That's, that's it. That's it, absolutely. Well, Caroline, I wish you and all the organisers of this the best of luck with the Women's shed. I've no doubt it's going to be a huge success and a huge benefit for people in the area. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me this morning. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated. Thank you so much. The enrolment days. If you were interested, you want to find out more. Happening the twenty fourth in the Sally Rogers in uh, from eleven a.m. to one that day, and also the second day is happening Sunday, the twenty sixth of March, from eleven a.m. to one in the Knightsbrook. You can find all the details. Trim Women's Shed on Facebook and Instagram. Going to take a quick break, but after that we're going back to the year two thousand and four, and I have music from the script. Oh, oh, oh
3: the 11 to 1 show L-M-S-M.
2: Script with Hall of Fame Someone who's going to be famous for a couple of seconds right now is Auntie Tenny Lisden. She's in Yellow Batter in Drogheda. She is celebrating a birthday today. Enjoy your day that's coming in from Breda, Aiden, and Orla. Hope you're having a fantastic birthday today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 818 777 4455 On this day, 2004, Luciana. Pavarotti performs his last opera at New York Metropolitan. Uh, the opera was Tosca and uh, today is National Plant a Flower Day. So flower, flowers have been an integral part of our tradition and rituals. Uh, could you imagine a wedding reception with no flowers? Of course not. Also, what would poets and painters do without flowers to inspire them? So today is a day to appreciate flowers, plant some and brighten your own garden. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navan showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie.
3: Sinead Brazel on LMFM
2: and Walters after all in LMFM's 11 to 1 news at 12 is approaching and after that I meet the artist from Ruth started an online business in Covid and she's about to open her first solo exhibition we'll be joined by Mary Duffy after 12
3: the 11 to 1 show
2: this is a nice story for anybody that is taking a risk right now in their lives. Maybe you're starting a new business up, maybe you're changing career, maybe you feel stuck in your life and you just need a bit of inspiration, right? This is the story of Grania Mullins. She is the founder of Gras Chocolates. So Grania was already an amazing award-winning pastry chef, uh, but she launched gras Chocolates from her parents' shed in 2020 and um, now... Things are just going, (laughs) they've exploded for her. They really have. She's won six awards. She's also um, a stockist uh, in uh, Brent Thomas uh, and also in uh, hotels around the world. The revenue for her last year was $1 million uh, and she took to Instagram to share amazing news as well. So she says, dream it, believe it, achieve it. This is a quote that I had on my first notebook for writing down recipes when I started working in kitchens. Now... She is well, basically on the, the 40 or the, sorry, the Forbes 30 under 30 community. So she says, I've lived by this quote, dream it, believe it, achieve it every single day, as I truly trust that when you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything. Then she says, I opened my email welcoming me to the Forbes 30 under 30 community. I had to read it three times before the words actually made sense. I've created my dream job for myself. There are very few people who can say they own a chocolate factory. And just a short amount of time, Grod Chocolates has become one of the leading chocolate brands in Ireland. It's down to the incredible product, but most importantly, the team that worked day in and day out to give the customers the most amazing experience. So there you go. Lockdown. Kind of out of work, I suppose, as well, due to the chef uh, and restaurant business and everything sort of shutting shop. She started up a chocolate company from her parents shed in 2020 she's now on the Forbes 30 under 30 community if you leave a little bit of inspiration amazing, Grania Mullins, what an achievement
3: The Buzz on LMFM, keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Crossy, Lady Gaga performed a stripped back version of Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick at the Oscars last night, just before she performed she made this speech
0: It's deeply personal for me and I think that we all need each other we need a lot of love to walk through this life And we all need a hero sometimes. There's heroes all around us in unassuming places. But you might find that you can be your own hero even if you feel broken
3: inside. Today is the day for The Last of Us fans. It's the final episode of this season. It was released in Ireland earlier on this morning. The show, based on the video game, stars Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey as Ellie. You can stream the show on now. James Gordon is getting ready for his final few shows of his talk show. He wraps up filming at the end of April and he tells us how he's feeling. Oh, it's a huge, massive emotions of being excited and scared in equal measure and just trying to hold
4: it all together.
0: Is there a part of you that's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have decided to leave?
4: No, because there's more risk in staying than there is leaving. So I gotta oh, go that's and. The, that's the title the, of your you memoir. You know, so I gotta go and see what else is out there you know but it's 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 real terrifying
3: yeah that's the buzz i'm crossy the buzz on lmfm keep up to date with all the latest
0: news and gossip on the
2: lmfm app what am i going to do the last of us the final episode is being released oh it has gripped me the last 8 weeks or so it's absolutely brilliant but the last episode it's going to be released. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to find something else to watch. Um, uh, talking as well about somebody that's uh, thrived through COVID. We were mentioning Grania Mullins, who started up the chocolate business during COVID. Well, our, something closer to home, someone closer to home. We're going to be chatting to her very, very shortly. She's an artist from Rathoth and she returned to her art after taking time out to start a family. She ended up setting up a thriving online business during COVID. She's getting ready to open her first solo exhibition. It's called The Art of Yo. We're going to be chatting to Mary Duffy very, very shortly. Fleetwood Mac, go your own way. She certainly went her own way. She set up an online business creating beautiful portraits from her spare bedroom during COVID. Now she's about to prepare to open her first solo exhibition. We're going to join artist Mary Duffy from Radoth next.
3: The 11 to 1 show.
2: She returned to her art after taking some time out to start a family Ended up setting up a thriving online business Creating striking portraits from her spare room during Covid Now artist Mary Duffy from Rathoth is about to open her first solo exhibition It's uh, art based around yoga poses And it's opening on April 8th She joins me on the line to tell us more Mary you're very welcome to 11 to 1 How are you? I'm great, Sinead. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on. Now, congratulations, first of all, on the success of the business. A lot of people Thank struggled, you, yeah. you know, during COVID, particularly people in the art sector, but your work was in huge demand. What happened?
0: Yeah, it was great, actually. Um, it kind of just came at the right time in terms of... Um, i just finished a course in Trinity, which was all about helping creatives um, get turn their art into a career. So from that, um, I started a Facebook page um, called Mary Duffy Portraits. And soon I was getting requests for portraits from all over the country. So mm-hmm. um, my one of my first actually was a lovely woman from Cork and she had six granddaughters. And during COVID, she wanted to give them something, a memento of the time. So she asked me to do portraits of the six girls. And so over a couple of months, I did them and posted them down to Cork. And so they're lovely mementos they have of that time. So it was like this moment captured in time and she
2: wanted to, this connection with family, which of course we were all about during COVID. You know, we wanted exactly, to to, yeah. to stay in touch, particularly people overseas. I imagine there was a huge demand there. There
0: was, yeah. There was a lot of cancelled visits, as you remember. People, yeah, You know, people just couldn't come home for visits. And so grandchildren couldn't see their grandparents. and So I had um, a lot of requests for portraits based on that. But then I started drawing hands as a kind of a symbol of that connection. So those I turned into prints and um, they were very, you know, very sought after then as a kind of, just so you know, it was a symbol of that connection that we were missing and looking for, you know? Yes, completely,
2: because of course we couldn't hug, we couldn't touch, we couldn't do any of that. So what a great way
0: of capturing all that in in
2: the hands. Now, before having your family, you worked as a portrait artist in Stephen's Green. This was live portraits, was it?
0: It was a mixture, um, so it was live portraits when somebody wanted to sit, but sitting took about 40 to 50 minutes, so, you know, some people could, some people couldn't, so I did photograph then as well, but it's a different type of portrait, um, the live sitting, you don't get an expression, because mm-hmm. the person basically has to keep still for, for that long, so they can't hold a smile, and if they do, it's strange. So, if you're looking to capture an actual smile or an expression, like a favourite photo, a photo is a much better idea than a life portrait. Yes,
2: as you say, that, oh, and you know what it is as well. As soon as you can, so you're told not to move. That's all
0: you want. To do oh, as well, absolutely! Mary. It was like it was. And people would come along with their children and try and get their portrait. Oh, lord! It. And sometimes the child would sit there obediently. Other times they'd be looking everywhere and they of couldn't course. actually. It still, but it was it was fun. I enjoyed the life portraits, but I don't have facilities right now for for life portraits, so it's all photos. It's all another photos. type of yeah. It's it's another type of, of portrait, but it works very well. So
2: yeah, and I, I want to talk about that now in a second. But take me back because uh, you are interested in art and drawing from a very
0: young age. I was I was drawing from when I was a child, like really young. I just draw whoever would sit for me, or if they wouldn't sit for me, I'd just draw them when they weren't looking. I'd sort of be on the dart and i draw people, or, you know, I'd, I'd sort of find people then who liked to sit, and as soon as I, you know, I was, I, in my teens I was getting a good likeness, and I thought, this is what I want to do, this, you know, I want to be a portrait artist, that's all I wanted.
2: And, and you went off then, studied in NCAD, the most difficult college to get into, <laughs> You're
0: an I did, theory. I did, it was actually on, um, after I'd done a portfolio course in Sally Noggin which was an absolutely amazing course and so I got into NCD and ended up doing metalwork which was Oh so worlds away yeah. Yeah yeah, it was but I loved it it was a really great craft to learn so it was metalwork and jewellery making and um, so that was fantastic but it it was was very difficult to continue that after college because to set up a studio would have been very expensive and all that business so I wasn't ready at that point to to go near jewellery and I thought well portraits is the thing I know and love. So so I set up in Stevens Green and worked there for over 10 years doing portraits
2: And, and did, then you obviously went off and, and had a family and you tentatively came back as you said you did the course in Trinity Was it challenging? Because I know myself even just after you return after maternity leave it can be so daunting there's lots of things that run through your mind about coming back to the world of work particularly to this sector which can be so unforgiving at times in this country Was there huge challenges with that uh, Mary?
0: Um, Not really. I mean, I found the course really challenging because that was like really teaching you how to sort of think in a business way which I'd never really I'd all, always just, you know, drawn portraits. That was it. But it um so it it was really helpful the course in terms of um teaching you how to run an online business and how to find your audience and all that sort of stuff. So it was basically um the setting up the website was very difficult. Yeah. And the customers the customers just came from Facebook and now Instagram and they're just so lovely and I'm, you know I'm really enjoying the sort of the feedback I'm getting so people have you know commented about you know the, the pictures I've done have become family heirlooms for them and, and that's just you know I get when I get feedback like that it really you know really boosts me and keeps me going. It really must absolutely to see to see something like that so talk me through
2: the process then say for example I wanted you to commission some a portrait or something for for me myself do I just send you a photograph or how does it all work?
0: yeah that's it it's pretty simple um so basically you just need a good photo one that you're happy with and then i'll look at it and see if it's workable from which most photographs are um and then um sort of a few weeks to months depending whether it's a pencil or a watercolor portrait um, i will show you the finished results so it's you just really have to find the photo you want and that's and take it from there so it's
2: and, I, and and that's it.
0: And yeah, and
2: there's probably so many stories behind the different photographs as well. Are you privy to some of these stories, or do they tell you much about them, or do you like to kind of imagine what's going on in the, in the different photographs?
0: Yeah, I get some amazing stories, and I do. I, sometimes I'm told the story beforehand, and then other times, not, I don't find out until afterwards. And one of my first ones actually was this beautiful golden Labrador, and I know his portrait. He was in the snow; it was gorgeous. And it was only afterwards I found out he'd had. I think it was nine heart attacks oh. and his owner had revived him each time and wow. he was he was surviving you know and sorry i say she she lady and she's you know she's just and i, I actually was in contact with her owner there last year and she's still going strong and, amazing so, and, and you know it's lovely sort of that he has that memento of her then you know and he put it up over his mantelpiece and delighted incredible with the likeness of her yeah amazing
2: lady what a what an absolute champion to be surviving this long after everything that she's she's gone through completely and and you know you're now about to open a solo show i'm really intrigued by this this is all based around yoga poses which are probably the most difficult things to achieve physically never mind drawing i know i know yeah yeah well it's it's more about the way yoga
0: makes you feel that's that's kind of what i'm trying to convey So for me, yoga is about connecting with ourselves. So the connections I have been drawing are family connections and, you know, grandparents, grandchildren and people who've passed. But this is like more about connecting with yourself. So as women, we have so many roles, mother, daughter, sister. So this is a way of uh, turning our attention to ourselves and and just having that peace. So I want the art to, to create the feeling of stillness and calm that you get from yoga.
2: I so love that idea. Yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah, so. you obviously practice this yourself. I do. Not as much as I'd like to. I go through stages where I do it every day and then sort of like get busy with other things. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those things you just have to start. Like you can yeah. do it, once you start for five minutes, you'll, you'll stay doing it, but, and it is really calming. It's really sort of, it, it sort of centers you, you know, you feel sort of still and sort of, Relaxed after doing this,
2: so yeah, oh, completely, and and that's the whole thing, isn't it? In this hectic life that we live, it's yeah. to kind of take those few moments for yourself to to to, ke- to get calm and and peaceful, absolutely. And and yeah. uh, tell me as well about the about the individual pieces, because I imagine there's it's it's lots of different types of poses, is it? It is. It's actually
0: different types of artwork as well. I have okay. some small pieces, and then I have. A few larger pieces, so I don't want to tell you too much about them. I just okay. love people to come along and, and see them. But they're yeah, they are based on yoga poses, but they're uh, so some of them will take in the full figure, and some will be focused on hands. Actually, that's mm-hmm. one of one of the elements. But um, I'd love people to take time out at Easter because it is Easter weekend, and everybody's busy, and uh, the Easter races are on here in in Ritope. and uh, so this is, this will be kind of a calm space. Away from all that busyness, yeah, completely. Uh, you know, for people to enjoy um, some art,
2: absolutely. And, and you know, you mentioned hands, and I would imagine as well that that the hands, particularly, are the hands particularly the the most tricky thing to get for for right when it comes to drawing them.
0: They are tricky, yeah, they're very tricky, I have to say. But <laughs> um, I've been drawing hands now. Well, since twenty twenty, I've been really focused on hands, so um, I've drawn a lot of hands now, and I, I feel like managed to get them now you know I sort of but for me drawing is it's it's about shapes and and Mm. tones and I don't I don't think of them as hands I just think of them as shapes and just you know draw what I see kind of I use photographic references so
2: so yeah, you're drawing yeah. with that what you see, and I have to say as well your work is it's often praised and I can see why for the, the level of attention to detail and precision I mean there's a lot of detail in there Does it? I mean you mentioned 40 minutes for someone sitting doing a portrait I imagine stuff like this takes a longer time
0: oh it does it does that's that's a life portrait and that's really I would spend longer on a sitting if someone could sit for longer Yeah, I'd, like I could spend hours and hours but the photos yeah they do take a lot longer than that because I'm trying if I get a good photo that shows everything Every eyelash and every you know line, mm. I will draw them because I can't help myself. I love, I love that detail. But um, so it really depends on the photo. But I could spend, yeah, I could spend days on a portrait
2: and, and getting lost in it completely. And, yeah. and the, the exhibition opens in the yoga room in Rathoth, the eighth to the tenth, as you mentioned. What do you hope people take away from from the work?
0: Um, I hope they're inspired um, to just to enjoy the sort of. The calmness of looking at the pieces, and um, maybe even to try yoga. Uh, it's in the yoga room in the uh, which is it's just fantastic facility we have in the um, But just to enjoy sort of the pieces for for themselves, for the beauty of the figures doing yoga, and the the feeling that you get from looking at
2: them. Yeah, and, and as you say, that, that calm in the midst of the, all the busyness that's going on that weekend. How can people contact you, by the way, if they'd like you to create a portrait for them?
0: Well, I have a website, MaryDuffyPortraits.ie and I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn
2: oh fantastic well yeah. I wish you the best of luck with this first solo exhibition and I, I'm thrilled to see such success for somebody particularly in the art sector when it can be so so challenging and I wish you every success going forward Mary thank you so much for joining me today thank
0: you Sinead it's been lovely talking to you thanks a thank
2: you. you too Sinead. Mary Duffy it's the art of yoga it's running from the 8th to the 10th of April in the yoga room in Rathoth. And for more details and information you can check out Mary's website maryduffyportraits.ie Ie. Oh!
3: The 11 to 1 show
2: Here for you hey. Just want to give a mention to Navin Theatre Group they are rehearsing The Lieutenant of Inish Moor a dark comedy by acclaimed playwright and screenwriter Martin McDonagh of Banshees of Inish year in fame and uh, this uh, play is set in the 90s on the remote island of Inish and it tells the story of, Mod, uh, of Mad Podrick a member of the Irish National Liberation Army whose cat wee Thomas has become poorly while he's away on a mission when he comes home he discovers the death of his beloved feline and he goes into a violent rampage, as you would as a cattle owner and lover. I totally connect with this. He goes on a violent rampage, seeking revenge on those responsible. It's a very clever satire on terrorism uh, terrorism and hilarious farce in true Martin McDonough style. And uh, this production is going to be running in Solstice Arts Centre Navin from Tuesday the 21st to Saturday the 25th of March and all the details are on the Solstice Arts Centre website. I'll be waiting, I'll be waiting. Kean Duckrow, I'll be waiting on LMFM's 11 to 1. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Derek Flanagan Auto Repairs require a qualified car mechanic for a busy garage in RD. Please email your CV to Derek Flanagan Auto Repairs at gmail.com. REMFAC Motor Factors and Agri Parts and Bridge Street Navin requires sales staff to apply. Email own at remfac.ie. That's own with an E. A solicitor's office in Drogheda area requires a part-time secretary. Please call 086 606 4863 and quote ref PTS to apply. PJ Callan RD requires an energetic experienced stores person for their garden, landscape and agricultural store. Please apply to John. He's John at PJ Callan Limited so ltd.com And Modern Fashions Dundalk requires a part-time retail assistant to apply. Please send your CV to info at modernfashions.ie Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search. Now, communities in and Mead are being invited to Bake a Difference and it's during Brain Awareness Week in March and this is all uh, in association with AIB Ireland. So they are looking for people to basically hold like a bake sale for brain injury and uh, community groups, schools, businesses, families and friends across uh, the county of the Meath are asked to hold their own bake for brain injury uh, fundraising event. So apparently every year in Ireland an estimated 19,000 people acquire a brain injury resulting in life-altering dramatic change. They happen, uh, these injuries happen suddenly, often traumatic, caused by road accidents, that kind of thing. And uh, Acquired Brain Injury Ireland, they offer specialist care for people uh, aged between 18 to 65 and apparently they support an estimated 1,100 people annually. So you can register and take part, AIBireland.ie and just search for Bake for Brain Inquiry. Uh, once registered you'll be given a fundraising pack as well and there's guidance on how to start fundraising as well and all of that funds goes directly then to Brain Injury Ireland and the amazing work that they are doing for people now uh, tonight I know we normally talk about TV on a Thursday but we missed our telly talk last week and there's some great stuff happening on TV if you're looking for stuff to watch tonight I'm going to give you some of those recommendations next
3: The 11 to 1 show
2: documentaries, there's so many of them there's a couple of them uh, tonight on Channel 4 and also on RTE and a brilliant one that I binge watched over the weekend to recommend, I'll be talking telly very very shortly I know I normally do this on a Thursday, but I am talking TV today because there's some brilliant documentaries that are going to be aired tonight. The first of which is Channel 4. It's a new two-part documentary and it's all about the life of Polly Yates. People might recall Polly Yates, the TV presenter. She was just iconic. I remember her in The Big Breakfast and she was just so risque and compelling and she asked the daring questions that everyone wanted to know and she just went there with all these really high-profile celebs on a bed as well she used to do all the interviews on a bed as part of the Big Breakfast, absolutely brilliant and uh, of course she had high profile relationships with rock stars um, Bob Geldof and Michael Hutchins uh, who died at, at, at just 41, so this is a documentary about her life the first part of it airs tonight here's a little taster of the trailer for you
3: Paula. 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 An icon. Is it true you had an affair with Prince? No.
4: Oh, come on! Polly Yates was next to Princess Diana, the most famous female in England. She was
1: like a firecracker. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. She was maverick. She was gobby. Anarchic. And irresistible.
1: The original wild child. She was some type of gyrus And then, it just went crazy.
2: This is a guest I want to have.
1: The papers had to be filled, and if they were scandalous stories, all the better.
2: This is harassment. I wouldn't change anything after, but I would certainly change a lot of things other people
4: have done. Paula, a two part documentary starts Monday at 9 on Channel 4 and all 4.
2: Yes, Channel 4 tonight at 9pm looks absolutely brilliant. Another documentary though that's on tonight and it's at 9.35 on RT one is Brian and Arthur, a very modern family. So it's another documentary following celebrity couple Brian Dowling and Arthur Grillion and their attempt to become parents through surrogacy. So Brian's sister uh, is the surrogate of their baby Blake and you might have spotted them on uh, the late late on Friday as well and Bla- baby Blake stealing the show uh, as well on Friday but that uh, documentary just to remind you e one tonight at 9.35 so very eager to, to look at that. I think they're just so sweet they're such a sweet couple the two of them so I'm really uh, keen to see that one now this is one that I binged over the weekend and I highly highly recommend it and if you're into conspiracy theories this is the one for you it's MH370 the plane that disappeared it's on Netflix right now now one could simply claim that this plane uh, didn't just disappear but that's how conspiracy theories get started but keep with the facts here right so Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 it was supposed to be a routine trip. A red eye from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. 239 people on board, right? Shortly after takeoff on a very calm night in 2014, MH370 vanished completely from the radar. The shocking disappearance of this commercial airliner sparked riots. It plunged families into a nightmare and generated a global search for answers. Set across seven countries, uh, this documentary series uses archive footage to reconstruct the night of the disappearance, and it gives you the chance to explore three of the most contentious theories about the plane's disappearance and you're just going to be left with more questions and jumbles uh, of answers in your mind after this. It's a story really rife with shadowy figures, of course, official silence. Moreover, it's an opportunity to keep alive the memories of those that were lost. It's compelling, compelling viewing. There's three different episodes uh, of it. It's on Netflix right now. Highly recommend. So they are my top TV recommendations for you. Gloria Gaynor, I will survive on LMFM's 11 to 1 tomorrow on the show we are going to be catching up with the Emmy Award winning guys behind Futurum Animation they are going to be setting up a new digital animation hub in Dundalk we spoke to them back in 2021 plans are moving afoot on that so we're going to be catching up with them on tomorrow's show that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much for your company and to all the guests today enjoy the rest of your Monday chat to you tomorrow the
1: 11 to 1 show